Welcome to episode number 223 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, in honor of Black History Month, I will be talking with Julius Hudson, who is a civil engineer, a STEM advocate, and also a national chair for the National Society of Black Engineers. Julius and I have an interesting conversation here around what NISPE has done for him in his career, but also just what it means to be culturally responsible and how your heritage can tie back to your career engagement and satisfaction and just your overall happiness. I really enjoyed the conversation with Julius. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. Now, before we jump in with Julius, just a few quick announcements. We do now have two specific courses to help you become more effective engineering manager and a leader overall. We have our engineering management accelerator people skills course, as well as our new project management accelerator PM skills course, which will launch in March. You can find out information about both of these on our website at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Just click on training. Everything is there, everything you need to enroll. There's a letter that you can use to get support from your company. But the bottom line is this, If you want to be an effective manager and a leader in engineering, you're going to need to be able to manage projects and you'll need those PM skills and you're going to need to be able to manage and work with people and you're going to need those people skills. One without the other is not going to help you. So please check out our courses, the Engineering Management Accelerator, the Project Management Accelerator. These are courses that give you a great foundation in a short period of time and everything is done remotely and I'd love to be able to help you with those skills. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today, Julius Hudson. With 15 years of experience in civil infrastructure projects, Julius has experienced in civil site design, water and wastewater design, geometric highway design, right-of-way acquisition, and more. Over the past eight years, he's been working with Iconic Consulting Group as a project engineer and manager performing various professional and administrative duties related to daily operations. He also performs heavy design and QAQC on all plans, specs, and estimates, as well as the design of various large infrastructure projects in the city of Dallas. In addition to his job, he's also a lifetime member of the National Society of Black Engineers, where he's been volunteering for the past eight years in various roles. He is currently the National Professionals Chair of the Society and enjoys giving back to the STEM community. And really, we had a great conversation, Julius and I about what does it mean to be culturally responsible and how has NISPE helped him in his career and continues to help younger black engineers develop. It's just an important conversation to have because your heritage should mean a lot to you. It does to me, and I talk about that a little bit in this episode, and it obviously does for Julius, and NISBE seems like it's a real family. They're a family of professionals helping each other succeed, and we wanted to Use the platform here to highlight NISBE during Black History Month and bring some light to the great things that they are doing. So now what I'd like to do is bring you into the conversation with Julius with a great quote that really kind of summarizes what we talked about by Wendell Pierce. The role of culture is that it's the form through which we as a society 
reflect on who we are, where we've been, where we hope to be. All right, now I'd like to welcome our guest for today's episode, Julius Hudson. Julius is currently the National Professionals Chair of the National Society of Black Engineers, and he's also a practicing civil engineer. Julius, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you for having me, Anthony. So, Julius, just to get us started off for today, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your engineering career and kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis? I currently reside in Dallas. I am a civil engineer, graduated from Prairie View A&M University. I've been working in the civil engineering space for about the last 18 years. After getting my degree, went back home to Chicago to work a little bit in that same space, getting some good construction experience. Came back down to the South, where I reside in Dallas and have been since 06, 05. And um, been working with different companies and different projects here in the Dallas Metroplex area. Luckily to still be in, in the space of civil engineering as my profession. And then now i dad of a three-year-old and the husband of an educator. We're just living here in Dallas and enjoying it. We're going to talk about your role at the National Society of Black Engineers in a moment. I mean, it's Black History Month. However, before we get there, your LinkedIn profile says that you are a STEM advocate. Tell me more about that. I mean, ever since even high school, going before I went to college to start in engineering, I went to high school at Whitney Young, and it was a college prep high school, and it really involved us in the STEM field. So ever since then, I've been interested in STEM. Luckily, I've been afforded the opportunity to develop a career in it, and I see its its fruits, you know, from a experience, from a monetary perspective, just everything from actually seeing things from beginning to end. So as a STEM advocate through my extracurricular activities and also through my employment, I try to continue to give back to uh, those that are coming up, you know, right behind me or either some that are further down the line, like maybe in high school, and really promote STEM science. Uh, technology, engineering, and math as a field of choice, as some exciting things to do, you know, and other opportunities for the young high school kids to kind of go into outside of sports. So really just promoting what STEM is from a functionality perspective, and then also holistically from a career perspective. So just really an advocate for that STEM space. You enjoy giving back. And another way that you give back, of course, is you're involved at the national level with the National Society of Black Engineers, or NSBE. What is NSBE? Tell us about that organization. NSBE, NSBE, uh, the National Society of Black Engineers, is an organization that was really started in 1975 by the nickname Chicago Six. Those were six engineering students at Purdue University. And it started in 75. As you know, around that time, heavy in segregation and racism and things of that sort. And to have engineering students in a prestige university like that needed to really find a common ground to kind of help each other. They actually started NSBE, as what you see in 2020. So it, it started there on that on the campus. It's matriculated to like over 300 collegiate chapters, maybe 88 professional chapters. But the mission of NSBE is to really increase the number of culturally responsible Black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and uh, positively impact the community. And it was started, ironically, by college students. And that's really the biggest thing or effect that people don't know about NSBE. It's 
largest collegiate ran or collegiate governed organization in the United States. I am the chairman of the professional branch of the society, but my national chair is a doctorate student. And some years, you know, they're actually, you know, collegiate students who are getting their bachelor's or even master's. So it varies, you know, throughout the years. But that's a very important piece of the society because, I mean, even now we're managing $13 million budget. And it's kind of amazing to know that, you know, this is really ran by college students. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I had no idea. And, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show was, you know, being that it's Black History Month. And I think a lot of engineering professionals aren't aware of NISB. And even there's other organizations like NISB that have done a lot of really good work. It's really interesting to hear that it came from college students and has gone into such, become such a big operation at this point, as you mentioned. And talk about your experience with NISB. How did you get involved from the beginning? Based in its root, I was introduced to NISB while I was in college. I was a freshman in college, went to a historically black college, just saw a lot of guys competing in different competitions on campus and saw that Nesby was very prevalent. That was my first introduction to it, but because of my work schedule and other things you had to do in college, I really didn't participate and get the full benefit of Nesby while I was in undergrad. So I'm one of those few members that really got engaged once I became a professional. So when I moved to Dallas, I really got linked in with the professional chapter. And a lot of uh, professional chapters really start off by mentoring and being that source of that resource for the different colleges in the area. So I started off as a college initiative chair there, where that's essentially what I did. I really was the, I guess you would say, the middle person between the collegiate members in WMetroplex to the professional members, just to try to bridge that gap, provide some of the soft skills, and just really, you know, just be a, a, a professional in that city, since Nesby is a international organization, different people from different cities can land in Dallas. You know, they may not have went to school in Dallas and, you know, they may just need to have a network to kind of get involved. That was my start, really being that avenue, helping the collegiate chapters start a few uh, younger professionals, more so the pre-college chapters, and really just um, giving back to them and being a resource and introducing them to the professionals. At what point did you decide that this is an organization that I really want to get more involved with? First day, because like I said, I'm a STEM advocate. I love that part. You know, that is really my bread and butter of why I became active member of Nesby is that it provides me with that vehicle to help younger upcoming professionals. Once I, I saw that opportunity, once I really bought into the mission and actually saw it work and, you know, it's really easy to see results when you deal in this kind of demographic because, you know, you got four years before you matriculate into a professional. And you can see, you can mentor someone as a freshman and, and four years out of college and you say, okay, you've made a difference in that person's career choice. So it was really from the start, saw the impact and really enjoyed. Now you went to school, I think we're similar in age. So you were in college probably like around 20 years ago, you know, 15 to 20 years ago when you first got involved with NISPE. Yourself as a student, as a black engineer, did you find that there were challenges because of that and NISPE helped you with that? Or do you think that just trying to you know, get your feel for how the society impacted you as you were going through college. Did it give you extra support? Again, I can speak vicariously through my colleagues. I felt as a professional, I missed a big opportunity in participating heavily in college in Nesby. But just living through my colleagues and also seeing the impact that Nesby has now with college students, that we really look at Nesby as a family. 
you know, we really have a, a thing we call Nesby Love because it, it's not just well, I have a curriculum to follow and I go through there. A lot of times as a college student, you get connected to your next intern opportunity or your next full time or even taking it to the simple fact of when you're in college, you know, just getting through the rigorous courses that you have in engineering to have like minded people bounded by just the society of really joined together by the struggles of engineering. Engineering, as you know, is not an easy thing. So to actually have a collective unit, a collective group of, of people that are struggling through at the same time, that builds the family. And uh, from a collegiate standpoint, that's how you got from freshman to senior year. And then from a professional standpoint, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many networking opportunities for the next job. I'm, the job that I'm in now, I got unofficially. It wasn't like I went to a career fair and things like that. I just, I knew the guy, you know, we networked and then our paths crossed. I've been with this company for eight years, you know, starting a business. It's really those things that are very hard to measure. But if you probably reach out to any Nesby member, I guarantee you will have a story similar to that that relates to family. So that's essential to the society. Now, there are other professional societies out there, many great ones, and I'm sure you're involved with other societies potentially to whatever level. What's different about NISBE for you? In some societies, the NISBE is not always about the number. It's truly invested in its membership. And some of the other organizations, just as a person who wants to give back in general, you kind of do some of the same things, but it's not designed. Our programming is designed in NISBE to foster the next leaders. It's truly designed to empower members as young as third grade. We have three demographics. We have a pre-college, Nesby Junior demographic, the college demographic, and the professional demographic. And encompassing the same mission. I mean, the goals will be the same in some of the other societies or, or organizations that I'm a part of, but the application and how the members within those organizations contribute is, is a lot different. And I would say Nesby by far you get invested. It's a true human investment into the society, which makes it a little bit different than some others. So in terms of helping, you know, you mentioned earlier on that NISBY is really focused on cultivating leaders and helping your members to really be those leaders to really, I believe the mission is around increasing the number of Black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and positively impact the community. How does NISBY do that? specifically? There are there reach out ways or there ways to support? Like, What does that look like? What does the framework for that look like? It's kind of three things that we hit. The first part is increasing the number of culturally responsible. It's really in our name, the National Society of Black Engineers, um, based on kind of what I stated, how we were founded and the need for the society at that moment. It's really integral to keep that as we progress and even now into the future, because the times are different. Some struggles can be comparable. So that cultural piece is really, really embedded in the programming that we do from an aspect of responsible Black engineers who say academically, of course, with these leadership opportunities, it's like a board of directors. We're, break, we're broken up into six regions. Each one of those regions have their own boards. These are all high visible training grounds for the next executive leader. So these opportunities for college students to participate in these positions are available. That's one of the ways we do it. But then we also do it in our programming as well. We have, right now, Nesby is on an initiative to have 10K, it's called 10K by 2025. And what that is, is we want to graduate 10,000 
black engineers annually by the year 2025. And this was brought upon because of some surveys and studies that we looked at back in 2013 that, that had the average number of engineers graduating was about close to like 3,600 a year. Happy to say now we're close to like 5,500 a year. But, you know, still keeping that goal, if you do the math quick, we're trending up, but we're not going to hit that number unless we do some more creative things, which the leadership here at Nesby are just really actively looking at ways to kind of increase that number even more. So that initiative is key. Uh, we feel that if we position people, because retention is key, we get a lot of engineers, a lot of people that come, not even a lot, it's not a lot, but you get a good amount of students that get into the field of engineering, but the retention piece is not there. So we work with universities, we work with partnering organizations like SWE and, and SHIP who have similar missions just to increase that number. And it's not just because of the number, it's, it's, it's because we feel that once we have that 10K by 2025, you will really see an impact from the uh, Black community in the field of STEM because we have more access. It's great to hear that. I mean, you really have a clear goal and a clear focus. And a goal like that where you say, you know, 10,000 engineers each year, to me, even if it's a lofty goal, it's great to have such a defined goal because then you have all of the people on your board really focused on that. Each year, you can see the progress you're making. And, you know, it really inspires people and pushes them forward, which is great. One question that I have for you in terms of, I'm assuming, let's say there's engineers that are listening, they might be interested in NSB. When you say culturally responsible, talk about that term a little bit. What does that mean? Why maybe use those words? Talk to us about that. Because that, to me, that sounds really interesting. It sounds like a really great goal to kind of move forward. Culturally responsible, it's kind of, and this is my interpretation of what I feel and what I breathe in the mission. But when I feel, or when I say culturally responsible, I have a responsibility to myself and I have a responsibility to African-Americans to assist where I can. And I feel that and I buy into that because it happened to me. I actually got assistance from this, you know, got assistance from my dad or other colleagues in my university. So the responsibility is really on us to provide avenues to introduce, soften the load, make easy, expose the next generation to STEM, the science. This is the basis of so many things that we actually do use and include in our everyday lives. So it is my responsibility culturally to actually do that. And in doing that, it's all a holistic health, a holistic approach. But I really do have to keep in mind that because of some of the struggles that we do have as African-Americans in the STEM field and in, in society when we become professionals, every little bit helps and every network helps. So uh, keeping that cultural piece, like I said, I think earlier, is very important. I think that just for everyone, knowing, learning about your heritage and your background and being able to any way you can apply it into your career, into what you do on a daily basis, I think is a very important thing. I mean, I have my great-grandfather came here from Italy, early 1900s, and I took a lot of time trying to learn about what he went through. And it's been helpful for me in my career. And that's why I really like what you said there and that you feel like there's a responsibility to give back. And, you know, Nisby for you provides an avenue to do that, which is great. And there are also great organizations, like you mentioned, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, the Society of Women Engineers, that we've you know, done some work with as well. There are societies and there are groups out there for you of engineers in all cultures. And it's important to find those people like 
Julia said, they can become like a family to you in terms of your career development, your support, your progression. And that's really why we wanted to take some time during Black History Month to highlight Nisby and have Julius on to talk a little bit about his experience and how it's helped them and how you know groups like this can help you in your career. So Julius, before we let you go, how can our listeners find out more about Nisby? Assuming go to the website and they can check it out there. That will be the first opportunity. If you go to www.nsbe.org, this is really the main hub of where you can connect with uh, Nesby holistically. As stated, we are in six different regions across the United States, which also we have some international chapters in Ghana and other areas. And then it also ties you into access to one one of our I would call it a huge event that Nesby actually puts on each year is our national conference, where it's going to be in San Antonio this year from March 25th to uh, the 28th, 29th. It's in different locations each year. Last year, we were in Detroit, and we actually had over 15,000 Nesby members in the city throughout that full four to five day conference. We uh, generate you know revenue for the city, but biggest thing is that we have those three demographics that I expressed, the Nesby Junior, the collegiate, and also the professionals all in one area. And we have a huge career fair. It's over like 350 companies, Fortune 500 companies there looking to hire on the spot. This is one of the biggest draws for our collegiate students is that they get a chance to, you know, get opportunities with any company you can name looking to hire talent on the spot. This is going to be in San Antonio this year. It moves around each year. So this is another way that uh, if you're in that area, of course, we're on different social media platforms as well, using kind of the same hashtags of uh, NSBE or either NSBE professionals. All right, Julius, one last question for you. From your experience with NSBE, for you personally, what's been the most positive experience that you've taken away from NSBE or, you know, what's been most impactful for you about the whole experience? Well, I talked about just my experience about NSBE. But being in now, I guess you would call the executive role of a national director for the professionals and other roles leading up to that, uh, it's just really a good opportunity to serve. I mean, it's been challenging, but in those challenges, the rewards are better. Getting the chance to actually develop strategic practices to reach our goals, uh, working with great teams each year, meeting different members with different disciplines in engineering over the years. Don't know where I would have gotten that kind of exposure uh, with so many talented people. It's the story behind Nesby, but it's also the road getting into it is what I really appreciate. And then actually seeing the results afterwards. Julius is the National Professionals Chair of the Society of National Society of Black Engineers, and he's a practicing civil engineer. And Julius, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Anthony, I appreciate the invite. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed the episode for today. It is a topic that is of interest to me. As I said, I did a lot of research on my heritage and background, and it's helped me in my career to kind of move forward. And I found some groups with similar heritage and background to support me in, in what I like to do. And really what Julius talked about a lot was getting support from people with a similar heritage, similar cultural, similar backgrounds. And that can be very helpful for you. And it's maybe not the only thing you do. You can certainly be involved in many different societies and organizations. 
but they can be very helpful to you in your journey. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions as usual. You can find all of the episode show notes at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, episode 223 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. We will provide links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we publish these in video form as well at youtube.com forward slash engineering careers. Until next time, we wish you the best in your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.